What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Clickbait. Unfortunately, Tia couldn't be here, but better yet, well, maybe not better. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm the new I, Tia I today. <laughs> yeah, we got the new Tia, okay? I like DeAndre and Tia equally the same. So everyone, please welcome DeAndre to the podcast. She is helping us co-host today's episode. And then we're going to do the Bachelor Nation breakdown like always. We have the clickbait of the week and a very special guest. He's a TikTok comedian star. He's got over 2 million social media followers. Um, his name is Rod. He's from Chicago. He's done Bachelor Nation. Um, or be- he's recap the bachelor mm-hmm. and he just he's very in tune with millennials and gen z's and just funny tiktoks so we're going to talk to him um and i'm done rambling sorry that you guys had to listen to this uh <laughs> let's get into it bachelor nation breakdown um uh, i mean hi. how are you doing hello <laughs> yeah. what am I, I, mean, I doing today what's happening i mean hi deandra thanks frazzled. for joining hi. us hey I guys mean, no problem i love I being mean, here what? excited <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, He's Deandra, like, Deandra, how are you? I am great. How, how I'm excited to be here. Good, good. good. Everybody good. have a good week, weekend, all the things. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Good. I'm in, uh, I'm in Canada. It looks like you are in Paris, France. London. I have. Um, I've. I've went to the 19th century. I'm gone. <laughs> I'm in the 18th century. No, wow. I. I'm in California. But yes, it's definitely a transformation of um, this place is beautiful. It's in Vista, California, and it's this like spa resort. It's my sister's 40th. So I am doing this from here. Yeah, it's the globe. Yeah, it's yeah. the globe for me. Yes, all <laughs> around the world. <laughs> you're um, you're literally never home. Oh so. yeah, I don't. I just pay a rent and. <laughs> And I'm not home. Yes, that's true. I will be back in California soon. So, yay, yay, yay. But, yeah, let's get into this breakdown. All right, let's do it. Um, okay, first Bachelor Nation breakdown. Becca and Thomas head to the beach. So, if you're not following them on social media, <laughs> Becca and Thomas are now in a serious relationship. They broke up on Paradise, and they are currently in Mexico on vacation, posting your cute coupley post and doing it, doing the damn thing like Becca likes to say. So um, <laughs> how, how do we how do we feel about this? Is everybody this is, like, well, this is like I, their redemption Mexico trip. That you're saying. Yeah. That's yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, I'm pretty sure that that's what Thomas said um, on a post that it's like the redemption story. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that Thomas said that everyone's like, you should be proposing. I mean, how long ago was Paradise? A year, almost, right? Yeah, we're, no. we're well, uh, about really? eight months. Yeah, we're about Close. eight months. Eight yeah. months. Wow. Uh, yeah. Wow. Talking well, like it was last month. <laughs> I'm saying that um, I just, I mean, he didn't propose, but I hope if and when he proposes, it's not in Mexico. <laughs> like, come on. Why? It could be another beach. It could be Hawaii. It could be somewhere else. It don't have to be Mexico. <laughs> but also, right, like, what so, is this timeline? Like, why does it have to happen so quickly? Like, they're still in their honeymoon phase. Like, it doesn't have to be super quick. Yeah, I mean, the thing is with the show, it's like everything's so expedited. So, I mean, right. I know that they, I know that Becca feels so comfortable and they feel so comfortable together. Um, but, like, I mean, they live in their life. They, I mean, when it's going to happen, it's going to happen, right. you know? Yeah. Do you think it's going to happen sure. soon, Joe? I think it's going to happen soon. But <gasps> let's talk about um, did you did either of you think that they would get together after the show, after the breakup? Yes. I thought so. I thought their yes. connection yeah. was just so strong and passionate. 
I was like yeah. really surprised and happy to see them walk away from the beach, maybe not together. So that way they could kind of do their own thing and explore outside of the television <laughs> world. So I loved it. I'm happy that they're together still. Well, I know that Becca's mindset, and she said this so many times, it's just like I've been engaged on TV already and it's a whole thing and I don't know that I want to do that again, you know, and, right. and, and it not necessarily work out. So I can see why Becca wants to take her time with an engagement. It's like I get that. I totally get that. She's kind of been there. She's done that. She's done it twice, right? She's, she got engaged the first time, didn't work out. She got engaged the second time, didn't work out. So I get her um, enjoying the moment, right? Like, I get that. Mm -hmm. I get that. And I feel yeah. like there's really no rush for them to get to know each other outside of the show. Like, on the show, obviously, you want to get to know someone as quick as you can. Like, if it happens, it happens, just like Serena and Joe. But there's, since she does want to take her time making sure that this is the right person, like, outside of being on the show, she really needs to develop that relationship with Thomas. And obviously, this will be his first engagement whenever they do decide to get married. So she she also thing. she also jokes about how he won't leave. I remember he like did something like he posted something like there's nothing I won't do for this girl, something like that. And then she was like, but move to L.A. because like he, he's still living in San Diego, you know, and they do their back and forth. And it's not a far drive, although I drove to San Diego on Friday and it took me five hours, guys. Well, L.A. isn't for every L.A. isn't for everyone. And I feel like especially the people that I have met that are from San Diego or live there, it's like they hate L.A. <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't know exactly fool. why. I got an earful about that being here this weekend. Yeah. Oh, I also met Brandon, by the way, um, from Michelle's season uh, this past uh, weekend as well. Oh, okay. Well, nice. you know, you know, people are going to say you should be with Brandon. Oh, I now know. that you I threw mean, that Jesus. out there, so you want to. These people, I don't. I mean, I take a picture with one person, and they like. Nah, nah. I mean, people was cut. Ben, did you guys I, make out? Did no, you make out? we did not make out. You didn't make out. <laughs> You didn't we make did not. Was there any, did you flirt? Was there any flirting involved? No, there was no flirting. There was no flirting involved. No. Oh, by the way, I was, talking, I was talking to James. So, you know, I haven't seen James since Paradise, right? I'm talking to James at the bar and and then I'm talking to Aaron at the bar and there was some girl who's just like, I feel really weird. Like, I'm really sorry. I'm like, you're sorry for what? These are my friends. What do you, what do you mean? Like, people are weird. Two people <laughs> yeah. can just have a conversation and not be flirting. It's very weird. <laughs> Yeah. The, you, you guys, uh, the Bachelor alum, you guys are just hanging out everywhere. Um, it's Natasha. But, oh, yeah, it's me. Natasha. She's everywhere. Oh, oh, it's me. Am I the drama? Is it me? Am I, Am I, I the drama? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. Well, Deandra, um, I can't wait till you get to LA because, honey. I know. Same. I'll be there next month, guys. Heads up. You're in Dallas, right? Yeah, I am in Dallas. Yeah. And there's no one out here. Just me, Ivan, and Maddie. Okay. Um, all right. So that's good to go. I think we're good there. Let's go on to the next one. Yeah. Demi Burnett reveals her autism diagnosis. So on in, on social media, on Instagram, Demi had posted that um, she uh, is on the spectrum with autism. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, and there's obviously a very wide spectrum because autism um, is a really serious um disease I, you know i would consider it a disease right mm -hmm. well not disease but i would say um uh Dis you would call it a mental because i mean it affects it affects your 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 mental you know it, yeah your I brain yeah i wouldn't call it i don't i don't know if, if the correct thing is a mental disorder or mental illness um yeah i don't know I'm not what, sure the, either. what the correct i'm not a doctor um right. but i wouldn't call it a disease 
Yeah. I don't think it's that. Because okay. I love you would, that she's you speaking would, about it, though. Yeah, you would, because if it's a disease, it's like it's almost curable, but it's like, you know, it's something that you learn to cope with and deal with. And, and I'm proud of her for taking her mental health seriously and trying to figure out, you know, she's feeling, she's been feeling a certain way for a while and her trying to figure out um, what that thing is. So I'm sure that this was eye-opening for her and, you know, there's so many um, stereotypes of what autism looks like or what it should feel like or in all these different um, uh, mental things that happen to us, what a depression looks like, what anxiety looks like, you know, and they think you're supposed to be all balled up in a ball, but it could look like so many different things for so many people. So I am proud of her for um, saying that openly. Yeah. Well, what's surprising about it all is I feel like it's so weird to me that people are giving her hate. Like, why are you going to say you have autism? Like, you don't have autism. Like, I feel like the response is not all positive. And that's so surprising to me because it's like, imagine someone comes out and says they have depression. Who is the next person to be like, you don't have depression. Like, you don't know my life. You don't know. Just because she's on TV, I feel like she gets generalized as like, no, there's nothing wrong with you. Like, there can't be anything wrong with you. We've seen you on the screen. You're not autistic. You're not awkward. You know, you don't keep to yourself. Like, it's like you don't really know the true Demi. So, like, I'm really mm -hmm. proud of her to come out and say something that could be triggering for some people to share that autism looks like a, a, a lot of different things. It's not just one thing. It's not just linear. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think there's always going to be um, people that disagree. When you have a large following like she does, you know, she's got over a million followers or, um, you know, even if it's 10,000, 5,000, there's always going to be somebody that um, – disagrees with you and I think that's what's hard for a lot of people when they are um, showcasing their themselves and talking about um, you know being vulnerable on social media you are leaving the door open to be criticized um, but you know that's part of it right they call it a disability I'm just looking okay. this up uh, they call autism a disability so I yeah. wanted to be specific um, about what we were talking about it is a requires a medical diagnosis and they call it a disability um, to yes so don't want to be ignorant there for our listeners sorry <laughs> yeah well for the people coming at us we're not doctors we're not we're scientists not we, we're not doctors we, but we, we do, were on a dating show <laughs> yeah yeah we send we do send love yeah. to Demi um, and all the changes uh, that she is going through and that she's discovering about herself, you know, and I hope that, you know, if anyone's listening and they feel that they're having, you know, some sort of imbalance or they're not feeling like themselves or they feel that they could, you know, their mood could be enhanced or better or more positive that they go and um, maybe look and see. Um, and get tested yeah. and see if there's different things that they can do uh, to 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 find out what's wrong. Yeah. If don't anything's ignore how wrong. you feel. Yeah, Basically. depending on how you don't feel. Don't ignore yeah. how you feel. Don't ignore how you feel. Bam, baby. Mm. Okay. Mm. All right. Well, yeah. let's move on to number three, um, an area that I would say we have a we're I wouldn't call us experts, but something we know a little bit what we're talking about because we went through the process. Um, the show, if you watch the show this week, we are now down to four women. We have hometowns. The four women are Rachel, Gabby, Serene, and Susie. 
Susie. There we go. Okay. <laughs> I, and I know, I mean, Susie looks a little like Hannah Brown, so. Oh, gosh. Um, oh, yeah. I'm so, I mean, if I was her, I'd be so over the comparison. They're two different Yeah, people. but she does. But she does look like her. I mean, she does. <laughs> a little have you guys bit. been watching the show though because i haven't been so from an outside perspective there's just so many things that i've heard about the show i think i watched like one episode um yeah. as far as how it's going i've heard that he's very comparable to our own me and natasha's own pilot pete that oh, our you know own. Listen to you. our <laughs> own <laughs> your own more so than my own um <laughs> but I just feel like what I've heard, I don't know if this is true, is that he has no idea what he's doing as far as like the women he's choosing or like the conversations, how to react in conversations, harder conversations, and that he is kind of just like up there a little clueless. I don't, do you guys agree, disagree, or like what's your take on it? That's what they say about our boy Clayton. No, hey, I just haven't seen it. So I don't mm. know if this is what I've heard. Wow. Okay. That's what they so I would, I would say, yeah, I would say. They are, um, they are pretty harsh, <laughs> but you know, like everyone who, be, who becomes a lead in, especially Clayton, because he, you know, Pilot Pete was top three or top two in his, uh, or top three in, on his season. Mm. So he was on the show longer where Clayton, Clayton really was, uh, middle of the pack. So was he top six? He wasn't top six. He wasn't. No. Interesting. No, he he was middle of the pack, but regardless, whatever. For anyone who becomes a lead, it's new to them and, and not everybody does it perfectly. But I do have to say in this episode, I thought Clayton, um, this was the best that I've seen him when he did call. So there was a woman, Sarah, who went home um, and he called her out for fr- fake crying to him. Wait, let's let's rewind. Like that. Let's rewind. <laughs> it was because- funny. Yeah, let's rewind. So this girl, Sarah, gets uh, accused by Mara, Marinara, um, that she is kind of putting on. She's being too cocky. She's talking about her relationship to everybody, Sam, basically feeling like she has it in the bag and everyone else is feeling that she has it in the bag. And she's talking about things that her and Clayton talk about, blah, 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 blah. And they said that it seems like she's not ready for marriage and she is just kind of putting on to like, you know, intimidate the other girls so there was a therapy date which the dare the therapy date got a lot of flack but there was a dare a therapy date and she was like oh i love therapy therapy's so great i love it like i'm someone who thrives in therapy <laughs> so she got really excited where all the other women were very uh nervous to open up and speak and all these things and so she's talking about therapy 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 and then the therapist, oh, the therapist drops a bomb. When she says somebody is being performative, I said, oh, oh, no. oh yeah. she's a smart. Not performative. Yeah, the therapist literally said, you guys really opened up. Some of you were really great. And some of you were, perf- one of you were performative. A therapist like was and a medium. <laughs> yeah, I said, oh, wow. I, I got real interested. So then after that, um, blah, 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 blah. He confronts Sarah. And uh, Sarah is literally speaking like, I don't know why anyone would say this. No tears. No, no tears. tears. Cry now the night, and, No and tears. We've seen, and we, we have seen her cry before because I, we have. whatever it was, like a week 
prior. Yeah, she had cried yeah. the last episode. Yes. Um, she had a one-on-one, and she was accused of these things, and so she, you know, uh, cried and everything. But it was the cry voice for me with no tears. Yeah. It's like, I yeah. can see if you're, tr- like, you know, you're being sad, whatever. But she literally was, like, trying to produce a tear. <laughs> there's no, but also like you sniff when there's like stuff coming out. Nothing was coming out. And it also seems like the girls, the rest of the girls don't like her. Now we're definitely missing a chunk to this story because oh, yeah. there's something that we all like that we don't know about. There's a there's a missing piece to the Sarah story. But regardless, um I don't know, you know. But Clayton was like, "Girl, you faking." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then she's like, I'm not. He's like, and then she goes, I'm not. And he goes, well, I I just just don't believe you. I like that. I like that. That was was the first time we've seen Clayton be like, hold on. Wait. Yeah. Wait a second. So um, I think the reason why he's, DeAndre, to your point, I think the reason why he was getting a lot of criticism because there was a girl that was on the season that. Should have went home a long. Yeah, Shanae, she yeah. should have went home a long yeah. time ago, yeah. and she stayed around, and it was a whole thing. So I think that's why people were kind of giving him that criticism. But um, when it came to Sarah, you know, she the fake crying and all that. I mean, I don't know. Did you guys see that? Um, I saw a thing that Blake Horseman was like, "No, I believe Sarah. I can. I you can be all cried out, and I get why she wasn't actually crying, and I get this, and I get that." Um. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you cried. I just did you, yeah, did you believe her? What did What did you think, Joe? Did you believe her? Or did you think she was faking? Um. Yeah, I think the I think because her voice was like because she presented herself in the like in a crying manner. Yes, but wasn't crying. That's where my issue comes in. Where if she Same. just was like, "This sad. is what happened," and was sad and talked. Um, in a normal tone, but it, she did like seem it seemed mm-hmm. like she was attempting to come off like she was crying, but there was no tears because there was like it was like her like you you kind of explained it like with her voice. Yeah, um, it was it was very it did seem performative in my opinion. I have yeah. I do have another question for you. Um, this season in the ITMs and Deandra, you haven't seen this, but what they've been showing in the ITMs are very much like, here's the girl with Clayton, and then this is the real me. You know, it's like you're getting more attitude, you're getting more <coughs> sass, you you're yeah. getting more like, you know, oh, Clayton. And then in the ITMs, it's like, bitch, what? <laughs> Hold on. But do you think that goes into Clayton as a person? Do you feel like it's maybe because he presents himself as wanting someone who's a little sweeter and can't handle the sassy? Like, I don't know. Like, I always think that that's a really important part of picking a bachelor is like someone who can handle who the you sass. are the yeah, sass, I the everything I, the... I don't know but I feel like I see this so much it's like even Sarah she was like I'm gonna use this therapy stuff to my advantage and then she got in the therapy room and she was like so I love therapy it's <laughs> yeah perfect. she's and she's not the only one she's not the you're only right? one and you're I'm not right. trying to there's call her mul- out there's, there's been, been multiple, multiple people there's been multiple women that have acted a certain way in front of Clayton and then in their ITMs and in their interviews they're like extremely cocky yeah, and it's just like it's like all right. Well, if you guys want to play that game, I mean, good luck. But no, it's you're, it's really. You're being and, and filmed. I, I feel like we've never seen that. It's like when we see someone sweet with the Bachelor, they're just sweet. 
yeah. on, you know, in their ITMs, whatever, you know. Usually, like, yeah. Usually, usually. But this season, we, and I don't know if it's just specific to these women or if it's like the producers are like, nah, we gonna show y'all who she really is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Whereas yeah. like someone like Gabby, who everyone says she's so funny, she's so this, she'll say something like funny in her ITM, but then she'll do the same thing with the girls. She'll do the same thing with Clayton. And so you kind of see that this is her personality. Whereas some of the girls, you're like, ooh. Switching up. Yeah. <laughs> both sides. They play on both sides. Yeah, they, they really are. Um, yeah, it's very interesting. Well, we'll see. We have hometowns next week. So we'll see um, who gets through. I think you I should start personally... watching now, D'Andrea. Yeah. I think I Now's should just to, to see. Who, I want to see who he picks because I'm genuinely. Who said something? Was it Pilot Pete that made a statement saying that like he doesn't believe that Clayton is actually with one yes. people or okay yeah okay Peter Pilot Pete. Peter, oh, Peter. Peter over here look y'all it's a mirror on the back of my phone Peter over here watching The Bachelor like oh literally it is <laughs> not a mirror <laughs> he's like he's not me. with any of this <laughs> I think he does I don't know who it is um, I'm gonna throw out a guess yep that I do think it's Susie I think that's who he ends really? up with really is Susie yeah. the one that says everyone's like Hannah Brown. Or, yeah, everyone okay, says okay. she looks like Hannah Brown. She resembles her. I mean, I, I don't think they look identical, but yeah. they resemble each other. I, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Rachel, only because, and I saw it this episode specifically when they sat down and that couples therapy. I was like, this is the future. Like they were, they were, they were sitting so close to each other. They were holding hands. They were just like, boo, yeah. I mean, he just be doing this and I'll be doing this. And we just, like, it was like, I saw Get ready for couples therapy in our future. (laughs) Not saying that it's a bad thing. Not saying that it's a bad thing. No, couples therapy has helped a lot of people grow in their relationship. No, but I just, the body (laughs) language between Rachel and Clayton is just, wow. Really? I saw it I, this I, episode. This I is see the episode it more, that I saw. I see it more with Susie. Mm. Well, so she, uh, mm, no. Mm. Yeah. Well, I disagree with you. Yeah. Well, so. that's okay. Well, we gonna see. Right. Well, we gonna right. we'll, we'll see. We will see. <laughs> we will see. <laughs> D'Andre, you want to just throw out a name there just for fun, and then we'll move on to the clickbait. Um, Serene, gonna... Gabby, Rachel, Susie. I'm gonna go with Serene. Just because I I think that I like her name and I can't remember which one she is, but I'm gonna assume she's it's gorgeous. Serene. She's beautiful. Great. Oh, yeah. Is that the one with curly they're... hair? No, uh, she just no. went home. Okay, no, I'm gonna take Teddy. Serene. Yeah. Still, yeah, Serene. Teddy. She went yeah. home. Bye, Teddy. Well, oh, we like. I Teddy. think uh, I would say Natasha. I'm pretty sure you're wrong. Deandre, you're definitely wrong. <laughs> okay, we'll let's. Let's do the clickbait, shall we? Yes. What is the ick? That is the clickbait of the week. We've talked about the ick with Tia. We've talked about it with Joe. So, um, guys, do you guys know what the ick is? Because this article explains it, and it talks about when people um, – when how how easily people get the ick from yeah. someone? So, uh, Deandra, look, I, I know the ick all too well. I get the look, ick a lot. I'm sorry, Joe. This might just be between me and my girl right here because no, I I know yeah. what the ick is. Okay, I've actually had a detailed conversation about the ick with Tia on Paradise, so I okay. know what the ick is. So yeah. please enlighten us yeah. to you. What is the ick? Tell me. Okay, so the ick is basically we started talking. We're in a relationship. We're not in a relationship, but we just start talking, and the one person. Um, gets the ick, which means they can't stand being around the other person. Everything that person does now drives them crazy. 
grosses them out. They just don't want to be around it. Initially, mm-hmm. they went on a date with this person because they were interested and they probably went on a second or third date and they realized, ah, I don't like the way this person chews. I don't like the way they laugh. Everything this person does is grossing me out. I now have the ick. I can never get over the ick. It's irreversible. Mm -hmm. Bottom line. Mm -hmm. I feel like we need to tailor that definition a little bit because I feel like I can get the ick (laughs) from someone I like, but you you did something that gave me the ick and now I'm turned off maybe temporarily. Maybe you can come back. I feel like it's not both totally. So, so Deandra says you can come back from the ick. You can't. Tia, Wait, that- I don't want to speak from Tia, but I think Tia was like, no, once I get the ick, it's over. Right? Yeah. Yeah, she yeah, she did. Yeah. There's a okay. redemption ick. Have you ever, a, okay. Have you ever came came back from the ick? Um, I've come back from the ick before. Once. It was a circumstantial thing. They did something. Does his name at start first. with a C? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what I was um, there's something that someone could do at the beginning of the relationship. Say like someone gets the ick when a man, like it's their first date and the man's like, let's split the bill. That's like a big ick for a lot of women. So like, say you went on a first date with someone. He's like, let's split the bill. You're like, I'm never talking to you again. He comes back redemption, recognizes what he's done. He's like, Hey, I just wanted to test you. I don't know what it was. even though I don't like that. Um, they can come back from that potentially, but that's like a redemption. ick. something that happens that turns you off and you're like, I'll give you one more chance. And they come okay. back. Okay. Okay, so you give them another mm-hmm. chance. I like that. I have never come back from the ick. And it's hard. The crazy thing is it's hard for me to get the ick because it's hard for me to even go on a date with someone. And that I, like, it, it takes so much for me to even get to that point with someone. What gives you the ick, Natasha? Well, I'll tell you this. Um, normally, it's over time something. So the article, I want to make a really quick uh thing about the article that it talks about how some people self-sabotage with the ick right and I do believe that certain people will be like oh girl look at the car he drives oh it's like girl what you worried about his car like you can buy another car like why are you worried about that like but that's the self that's like the psychological self-sabotaging that like that's such an external thing that's nothing to do with that actual person it's like an a thing right so the article talks about that and I think a lot of people do that but for me it's like over time I'll notice something that I never noticed before so I'll say um there was a boyfriend that I had that I was so in love with like when I was in high school (laughs) since high school and I'll never forget this he the way that he drank out of a cup gave me the ick and we never recovered we never recovered um oh okay (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Sorry know. guys. Sorry guys. See, that's what I'm saying. It's something so small, Natasha. Yeah. Like the way he drank out of a cup gave me the. The way he drank out of a cup, it? it was like you know how you normally drink out of a cup like this, like you bring yeah. the cup to your mouth. Yeah. He yeah. would bring his mouth to the cup and be like, "Oh," and I was like, "What's wrong yeah. with you? Why are you doing?" Yeah, that? but see, I I get that. That that makes so much more sense to me, and is so much more relatable. And I've 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 gotten the ick as well, and it yeah, it happens over it happens over time. Where right. if if I don't like your car or something that, uh, you know, something that you own, like that wouldn't give me the ick. It's an external but, thing. Yeah. But if you're yeah. like, you know. You leave the toilet yeah. seat up. That gives people ick. Or like you do but random like, things. You like can, habits. You, you can come back yeah. from that. Hick. But certain, certain habits. But if you tell that person. But some people, it's like if you, oh, he left his toilet seat up, girl. I'm never talking to him again. It's like, <laughs> did you tell him that that's rude? <laughs> like, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Or you could yeah. be like, like me and throw water on them when you fall in. <laughs> oh <my laughs> Sleep. Gosh. Don't be like me, y'all. Don't be like me. I've actually done that water. to my brothers. Let me tell you, my brothers' girlfriends and wives—they will thank me because 
when we were little, I definitely did that to them. I said, look, y'all, y'all can't do this. I threw water on them when I fell in. Anyways, they don't need to see that. Um, good training, good training. Anyways, uh, so the ick. Can you, so, Joe, do you think you can come back from it? Um, no. No. I think I, 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 I mean, there's, there's always. Um, Deandra is a forgiving queen. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think would say there's situational no. icks. Situational uh, yeah. icks. Certain ones, yes. Okay, I hear that. Um, I think for the, it's an overtime thing for me, and for the most part, it's it's just like it's a turn off for me. It's a turn off, and I'm just it's a no. But I get icks when I very first meet people, and it's like I would never date you. Look at you, I would never date you. Why do you conduct yourself like this? Why would you do That's that? So lovely. <laughs> yeah. No, meaning like the way that they talk to someone or Look the way that they you. talk. Right. Yeah. Can't date if you. I, if I meet someone and the way that they're talking to a waiter or something like that, or they're yeah. just so on their high yeah. horse i would be like ill no i've d i do I've, the ill I've, I've had that i've actually i actually went out with a girl and i didn't like the way she was talking to the waitress and i was like oh i don't yeah. know if i could get past that yeah. um but yeah, you i know, had this guy I, go garçon i go do you know that means boys do not say that <laughs> do not call him that <laughs> um okay but we want to hear uh you guys, if you if anybody listening has ever come back from the ick, uh, please let us know us. about it. Yeah, us DM know. us. Let us know. We want to hear that story. Maybe we'll break that down next week. Um, yes. But right now, I think um, this guy, you know, he really covers millennials and Gen Zs, and he probably knows a lot about the ick. So why yes. don't we just ask him? Everyone, please welcome TikTok star Rod. Rod, what's up? How are you? Welcome to Clickbait. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Excited to be here. I see you got your uh, Lotties hat on. Yes. Huh? <laughs> Lotties is my new staple. Yeah? Had, uh, yeah, I think I've just, you know, I'm tired of the the frills of everywhere else in Chicago. So it's nice to go somewhere that's just like a dive that, you know, you can just like go up to the bar, get a drink and hang out. Yeah, it's more chill for people that are listening. Um, I know Rod, he's from Chicago and Lotties is a bar in Chicago. That's uh, a pretty... A pretty chill spot. Don't they yeah. do stand up over there? Uh, I haven't been when they don't stand up. I've been for karaoke. I think though. Okay. Which is are you just, you, just as funny? Just as funny sometimes. What's your What's your karaoke song? Oh, it's super bass. Hundred oh. percent. Oh. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> oh, no yeah, questions asked. That's really I, good. Because I know that's... all the words and I don't have to look at the screen, so it's just yeah. wow. Could you Can you <laughs> sing us a little melody from the song? Um, I don't know if I don't know if I need to, you know. Yeah, no, we we won't do that. Um, All right, so let's kind of get into um, let's get into what you do um, and what you did before you kind of blew up on social media. Um, I would consider you a comedian, right? I mean, right. That's that's the the I guess the path I'm going now. uh, Okay. comedy i'm actually pursuing some stand-up stuff here at second city in chicago so oh, nice. hopefully comedy more officially coming okay. in, the upcom- in the upcoming months are you okay, currently so... in chicago by the way yep yep, yep okay. currently in chicago um but i go to la at least once a month for my own podcast nice okay so mm-hmm. what what did you do um before you, you know you blew up on social media in was where you were able to transition your career yeah absolutely i worked in sales for 10 years and i just you know once you're in sales i don't know if any of you guys have been in sales but it's it is like oh well i'm doing this for the rest of my life you know there's no like lateral movement it's only upward and then it's so hard to move upward so i never expected any of this to happen and then 
pandemic hit, TikTok, everyone was obviously like scrolling their for you page during Zoom calls. And so I started making videos <laughs> about my Zoom calls and people started relating to them and kind of blew up from there. And then I started doing more nostalgic millennial content, talking about like Gen Z culture, educating millennials on the internet while still touching on nostalgia, giving updates on, you know, millennial icons. And then now kind of created this, I don't know, page of nostalgia, humor, but also relatability and talking actually a lot about mental health as well. Yeah. I would consider it just not only a pay, I mean, it's a brand. I would say you, you're a brand now. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's, uh, that's what I'm trying to embrace. Is it? Me it's also, brand. you could also <laughs> think of it kind of like community. It's like when I go to your page, I know that like Ra feel me though. He feel me though. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, ah, oh, yeah. I, I was just looking th through our messages and you mm -hmm. posted something that said, uh, I have so much to do, so I'm not going to do any of it. Oh, yeah. That's and my I most common like, thought, uh, I would say. Like, yeah. how many it's people can life. relate to that? <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's my life. Yeah. Um, Jeez. That do you is remember, millennial life. Do you remember your first video that, that popped off? Yeah, it was uh, set to, do you know that song, Every Time We Touch, by Cascada? Yeah. Every Time We Touch. Yeah, yeah. so that was like yeah. a deep track that like, I don't know. I, I still listen to that kind of music when I need serotonin boost. And my therapist said to listen to, you know, music from my childhood. It makes you feel good. And <laughs> I was listening to that stuff. And then I was just like, you know what? I haven't seen a TikTok using this song, so I'm going to use it. And the people loved it. And so I just um, but it was it was talking about millennials using throwback songs to avoid crying at their corporate job, I think is what I said. Mm. Were you shocked? Oh, appalled. Yeah, I think I was, talking, I was texting my friend Chloe, who had recently gone viral on TikTok as well. And I'm like, what is happening? She goes, make another one. And I'm like, no, I can't make another one. And my boss yeah. is going to see it. I made another one and then my boss died. <laughs> so, but they were chill with it. They were cool with it. I actually have a quick question because it's like yeah. so many people go viral so often. How did you know when you were going to make a career out of TikTok and content creation and being a comedian? Like, how mm -hmm. did you feel safe enough to step out of the sales space, essentially? Yeah, so I think I talk a lot about anxiety and I don't think my anxiety will ever allow me to feel safe, especially in mm -hmm. something that's what they call a gig economy, you know, right. where it's based on brand deals, based on, you know, numbers and an algorithm, which is terrifying. Uh, yeah. But I had this opportunity to travel Italy for a month and try coffee all around Italy with Lavazza. And it was an amazing experience. I'm so grateful for my followers for allowing me to do that, but also for Lavazza. And then I approached my boss about it. And I was like, hey, I have this opportunity to travel Italy for a month. What are your thoughts? And like, well, yeah, definitely we can give you a month off. But is this what you want to do forever? Or do you want to pursue this? And they were kind of the ones to push me and say, you should pursue it. The door will always be open. Do you want to come oh. back? But we've, we've seen you kind of flourish. And they said that they saw a different side of me doing this even at work. Like my conversations, I was able to be more open and be more myself by actually putting my entire self on the Internet. Shout yeah. out your company because I've never heard of a company yeah. being like, yeah, yeah you yeah. can come back Go whenever. do like, it. I shout out your company. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're, they're called ShipBob. They're in West Loop here in Chicago. And they mm -hmm. actually, they did logistics for small businesses. So the pandemic like caused them to soar as well. So it was kind of interesting to see like my company soar, but then like me do this and also like grow. So the pandemic was fortunately good to me as I know it wasn't to a ton of people, but it was right. uh, very encouraging to work for a company like that. I love mm -hmm. that. So either way, you was going to flourish. Mm, I love that. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Okay. So how, uh, yeah, yeah, I was. So, you know, you're, you're, 
you're really big on TikTok. You're really big on Instagram. Um, do you plan on, um, and now you have a podcast, you're on YouTube. What's, what's the overall picture? What's the goal? Yeah, I have always said I just want to interview people for a living. Like my dream okay. job growing up was to be like Jimmy Fallon, Conan O'Brien, you know, but again, that's a dream job. You know, it, yeah. it, when I was 23 coming out of college, entering my sales career, I was like, well, that's never going to happen to me, but that would be amazing if it did. But now it's a reality. So I guess, I don't know, like that, that is what I want to do is just interview people. So that could be doing the podcast forever, but I've had yeah. some really cool conversations with really cool people and had some cool people lined up. Um, but yeah, just interviewing people. I, I did a red carpet for the Dune movie in London and got to chat with like Zendaya and Timothy Chalamet and they were amazing people to chat with. So I think, I don't know. I don't know. That's it. Yeah, it's just, interviewing fun. people, yeah. but like on yeah. a massive level, that's great. Yeah, exactly. Just, just educating. I, I like educating people. So I think educating people about other people if that makes sense and just giving people yeah. their opportunity to speak because that's something i never want to do is speak for someone else but you know allow people to speak up or speak up for other people mm -hmm. so before you started doing these videos did you used to like you know you have all these things that you tweet and they make so much sense like the thing that i said earlier mm -hmm. did you used to just say these things to your friends and then be like oh i should write that down or oh i should talk about that like does it just come to you or are you like brainstorming and then it, you know and then it comes to you so everything I've been doing the past year and a half is brand new um I was never a writer and now I'm working I'm writing my own tv pilot which isn't like signed with anywhere or anything but it's just a nice you know kind of outlet to have but it's it's crazy just to see how much I've learned about myself so answer your question no like I was never the funny person of the group I was more i found myself as annoying <laughs> so I would like I'm that kind of person where I'm telling a story and then I could see if the person's disengaged I'm like I just stop telling it and like walk away just because <laughs> I overthink those conversations so much so I think that's why um TikTok has been nice is because there are people out there who want to hear my story or want to hear what I have to say um so I now I have my note section is like full of just chaotic ideas and I should probably be a little bit more organized um but yeah I just usually just put a thought to Twitter whenever I think it and then it you know people either relate to it or they don't and it is what it is nice nice yeah. I relate I tweet to it all a lot. the time <laughs> I do I tweet all the time oh I yeah I've seen like... your tweets Joe <laughs> a lot of nonsense I need, to, uh, I need to tweet more so tell us about your podcast how did it come about yeah. what started it, it kind of the same thing like i said i've always wanted to interview people so this was just i've always wanted to have a podcast of course i'm a millennial so who which millennial doesn't think that has something to say on the internet so <laughs> i was like okay yeah i should i should make a podcast and this was five years ago even and i was going to make it around like a sales career or i was going to make it around um you know men's mental health and then all of this stuff started growing so quickly and that, that paused and i'm like that sh that should have been the first thing i did but I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to focus on TikTok and Instagram for now. And then I started doing my millennial recaps, which I, you know, again, talk about nostalgia, talk about like free Britney, you know, or Lindsay Lohan's acting career, and then Gen Z words or the chair emoji, stuff like that. And then I realized I'm like, I could make this because I was filming it and I would film 20 minutes of content. And then I would just try to fit in one minute to put onto TikTok or Instagram. Right. Yes. So then I thought well, I should just make a podcast, 20 minute video podcast. And then that's when I started working with Dear Media and their amazing podcast network. And 
I'm their first video first podcast um, because I put everything on YouTube and I have those same visuals I had in my millennial recaps. And then now I have guests and stuff I'm able to chat with as well. That's I feel great. like I always want to ask people who aren't from this space, like obviously you didn't originate in this space. This is all new to you. Do you get hate? And if so, how do you deal with it? Because it's like to go from someone who's not really present on the internet to blow up. Like, what is mm-hmm. your experience with that? Oh my gosh. It, I think luckily I kind of came out of the gates hot with my insecurities or people probably felt bad. And 90% <laughs> of my following is women. And I talk a lot about men's mental health. I do get the occasional duet of like um, an alpha bro who is like, just suck it up and blah, blah, blah. It's like, cool, dude. Right. And it's like, but then I look at his page and he has no profile picture and he... <laughs> his hairline is receding far back to the opposite side of his head. You know, I'm like, okay, I could care less about what you have to think. Yeah. Um, but there She's is occasionally, yeah, I think what I'm having a hard time with, and you guys could probably relate is, you know, people just, first of all, getting upset when they don't know everything about your life or they're like trying to dig into your life and like all this stuff. And, or if someone gets upset that you, they don't like, I hate the comment. It's like, are you transcending your current audience? Because, like, even when I met Shania Twain, someone was like, you're too big for me now. They wrote that comment. And, of course, there were, like, thousands of other comments. Like, oh, this is amazing. So excited for you. So happy for you. But then that one comment, of course, I read. And I'm like, am I? And I'm like, that's, that's not, never who I want to be. And I've always tried to, really, like, kind of ground myself. And that's why I stayed in Chicago, you know. And that's why I still, I mean, I still work. Um corporate job part-time because I still you know I so first of all I want to be able to relate to my audience but also I just need that grounding because who knows what's going to happen when it's going to happen I That's think that there's true. this weird misconception with social media and that like once mm. you go viral once or twice or three times all of a sudden you're too big for everybody like the whole mm. point of content creation is to be relatable it's to be on your level that's why we're content creators like yeah and I think yeah. what I'm having an issue too with right now is brand deals because of course like brand deals you know kind of like I I need to buy a plane ticket to go meet Shania Twain you know like all that but also I give a lot of my proceeds from my brand deals to charities which I'm not going to brag about on the internet but I'm like that's something that I'm having a hard time with is because it, we do live in such a capitalist society where people are like brand deals suck and all like you were funny before you started buying or um, selling out and it's like well I'm not really selling out but I'm just you know yeah who I would wouldn't you rather see a commercial from someone like me who makes videos for you every day in my voice than right a commercial on your Hulu. Yeah, it's still it's still something that I think people are getting used to. But also, I you know, it's that thing of like, when people say like, you think you're the shit. It's like, Mm -hmm. I never said that you Mm -hmm. think that because I never said Mm -hmm. that. What do you know what I mean? So you kind of have to like, block that mentality out. And, you know, I I say to people come up to me, and they're like, Oh, your life has changed so much, hasn't it? I'm like, nah, like my dogs are still my dogs. You know what I mean? Like, nah, not really. You know, so it's like, yeah, you you have a platform and you have a bigger platform Mm -hmm. and you want to share things with people, of course. But Mm -hmm. the who you are is still who you are. And I think that for a lot of people, that's hard to um, I think that people think that that's hard to relate to. But it's not. It's like, it's like, and that's where when you do share your life on um, social media, I find it very interesting that you're saying that you're still getting these things. But people, everyone that I talk to loves you so much, but it's just human nature to focus on, yeah. you know, what the, negative. the, the negativity or what people say. Of course. Yeah. And I do. I, go ahead, Joe. Sorry. No, I was just going to say everyone's got an opinion. So, yeah. I, I do like that you can filter comments on most platforms now so you can put in like specific words that you don't like 
that you know see. someone's gonna yeah would you suggest that <laughs> would you suggest people do that there are certain words that i don't like to yeah. perpetuate in my comments you know mm-hmm. um yeah so there are certain it's not i don't have a huge list but i have like probably three or four words okay yes yeah. well we want to talk to you about the bachelor yes i'm now an bachelor. expert <laughs> yes, yes darling how long have you been watching the show okay so i have an interesting journey with the bachelor franchise and bachelor nation i fresh or uh, my the year after I graduated college my roommate and i were sitting watching abc news you know, just catching up on the daily news back before, you know, Instagram was huge and that's where everyone was getting their news. Um, and we were also like playing around on computers, whatever. And then the bachelor started playing and we didn't realize we both, by the end of the episode, were enthralled in it and we were watching it. It was Juan Pablo season. So, Juan a, a oh, so you go season. back. Yeah, I go back. And then we each decided that we're like, okay, well, I'm going to pick, I'm going to pick, um, what's her name? The girl starts with an A, who had her own season. Andy. And then he, my roommate picked Nikki. He's like, whoever gets kicked off first will stop watching. And they were like the final two, right? <laughs> so we watched it. And then we watched Andy's season. So then it kind of spiraled from there. Took a little break. And then once Claire and Tasha's drama started, ha- like when Claire bowed out and Tasha came on, um, that's when I started watching again. So a okay. cu- couple seasons again recently. Are you Are you caught up with the current season? I'm not caught up with the current season. Uh, a lot of travel and stuff. I see a lot on Instagram now. So I, I know that Shanae, is that some girl's name? Mm, yeah. Shanae, yeah. yeah. Everybody knows yeah. her. Yeah. So I know there's some drama surrounding that. Um, Clayton's been in a lot of headlines no, recently as well. Uh, but I did watch Michelle's season and, of course, watched Katie's season and Matt's. What is your take on bachelor nation as a whole because bachelor nation is massive and it's very opinionated um and there there's a lot of there's a lot of wonderful things people put out there and there's Mm -hmm. a lot of hate so uh, um yeah i think when i even just said i'm exhausted like i was like hey guys like there's just a lot going on like i even announced like i'm probably not gonna do these recaps as much i lost that's that's one thing where people were like sell out unfollowing all this stuff really oh my god okay wow and i that was probably the most feedback i've gotten from an announcement like that um and then i um yeah and so that 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 was really intense for me but it's been really supportive overall and i think it has brought a lot of followers to my page from doing those recaps and the recaps were fun because everyone is thinking the same thing kind of or you know people think different things and it's just engaging conversation but at the end of the day people are like okay it's not my reality and it's something for me to escape reality which i think is a really was which has been a really good thing for for bachelor nation um and i do i did appreciate in katie's season and i talk openly about this when nick came on and did that like round table for mental yeah. health i think yeah. that was really important because for me i had a hard time even watching the bachelor because um to be transparent like i have a lot of body dysmorphia from going through weight loss and all this stuff and so when you see these like ripped dudes running around you're like well i can't relate but then to hear them talk about their mental health and be more open was really encouraging as a guy to hear nice i love that okay um here she's back back. yeah sorry guys natasha cuts out a little bit um and then your season of paradise was the first one i watched really Really? yeah what'd you think about that it was i think it was it was so engaging i think it was so interesting because that's i through my recaps met a lot of people that were on the show, like Natasha and Joe, Jasenia, um, Anna, she was here in Chicago, you know, 
Katie and now Greg and Andrew I'm friends with. So it was, it's just been interesting. It was, I was like, okay, well maybe I should watch. Cause that's at that time I became friends with them. I'm like, I'm going to watch the, this show. And then it just got so like, you know, drama filled and there were all the memes the one the avengers meme with you joe cracked me up uh, so it was, I think it, it was a little disgruntled bit more, females <laughs> yeah i know it was still it still had the most dramatic episode ever feel to it but it was a little bit more lighthearted, and i feel like you guys had more fun with the show um through paradise yeah it's definitely i would say paradise is the the comedy of the two mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. the three yeah um the three. would you would you ever go on it yourself no. If you're single, I don't know if you're single. <laughs> I'm not, but no, I wouldn't. Okay. You would not. Think, no, I don't think I would. Uh, I would love to do a segment. I've always thought of a couple segments that I would love to do if a producer's ever interested, but I um I don't think I would. It's a lot of pressure for me. And already you know, I can't handle hate and just for that many eyes to be on me on national level, which kind of already is, but yeah, for that long, I don't know if I could deal with. Yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting that you say that um, because they had Z-Way on this past season. And, and Hillary Duff. Yeah. I mean, Hillary Duff, different thing. But like <laughs> yeah. Z-Way, I mean, honey, I mean, mm-hmm. that's that. I mean, that's basically you. Right. <laughs> Z-Way <laughs> is much cooler than I am. And much funnier. <laughs> no, she's but, hilarious. Yeah. But like I could see that for your future. I could. Yeah. I, is what well, I'm trying to you. say. I could see thank that happening you. for your future for sure. Um, so. Paradise, uh, you said you're friends with Andrew. A lot of people mm-hmm. want him to go on Paradise. Mm-hmm. How do you think he's going to do if he does go? Um, I think Andrew would be a crowd favorite. What you see on, and Joe can test this, but what you see on camera is what you get in real life. You know, the energetic, funny guy, but he's so kind and so inclusive. And, you know, so whenever he's kind. in town, always make sure to, you know, check in, see if we can hang out, you know. And it's he's he would do amazing on the show. I think he would... Um, he would probably be more emotional than most people that I've seen on Paradise so far, too. You know, yeah, they better not break my boy heart. Yeah, they better not do that. that. <laughs> they better not um, do that to him. <laughs> our, uh, our, our producer, she really wants us to ask you this question. So Clayton, who is The Bachelor, is like a big Chipotle guy. And mm-hmm. I know that you did a Chipotle TikTok. So mm-hmm. what is your go-to Chipotle order? Oh, my god and this is so interesting because with when i did my ad i got what's called a celebrity card so i get yeah. free chipotle for a year no so i've been going a lot yeah wait um, uh big sean got that too i think yeah, and he and did tinks. a whole thing with that yeah, yeah. good for it's, you yeah it's been great um but it's a, a bowl brown rice black beans extra veggie i mix barbacoa and carnitas i think that's mm-hmm. a, a award winning wow wow yeah. okay changing yeah. the game yeah, and then uh, medium salsa, corn. Skip the cheese. Skip the skip the sour cream because you don't want to be healthy. And then uh, guacamole and lettuce. And then the secret is you ask for limes, and then you get that jalapeno Tabasco sauce and put that on top too. Mm. Wow. No drink, That's... no beverage, no Topo Chico, no. No, just a cup, just a cup of water. Their water, oh, it's different. Okay. Their water, is different. <laughs> it's okay. different. I feel That's like just melted water. ice, but yeah, the Chipotle water hits there. <laughs> You, Yo, you guys want to hear mine? Reaction. Yeah, yeah, Joe. Let's hear yours. All right, <laughs> All right Mr. So, Foodie. I do. I do. Very simple. Just a burrito, white rice, chicken, cheese, lettuce, black beans, and then I put my own hot sauce on it. Um, okay. That's like when you get home. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of hot sauce is that? I mean, I I like um, Cholula, Tabasco. Ooh. Um, Frank's Red Hots. If so, they don't um, have that at yeah, they don't have that. 
No, they got no. Chipotle Tabasco, but not the regular one. Yeah. I didn't know if you'd be putting your 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 own sauce on it, Joe. Uh, <laughs> listen, I will al- I will always promote Sundays with Joe. Like dipping, yeah. <laughs> I will always promote Sundays with Joe, except when it comes to pairing it with a burrito. That I would say not to do. Okay. Uh, speaking, speaking of Chipotle, I just have to tell you guys. One day, I went to my brother. He just moved into his own place. I went to his house. I look in his. Uh, Stove um, on his stove, he had Chinese food rice and Chipotle in it. Ew! Oh, he like mixed them together. Yeah. Well, said, you gotta what? use the leftovers somehow. Like I you just said, gotta get it down. What is <laughs> I would, wrong I would, with you? I would, I would experiment. I'll try anything once. And also, That's... my brother will eat anything, and so I'm just like, I, I was appalled. It was yeah. <laughs> do not mix those two. We can't yeah. mix the Italian and the Chipotle. Can't mix the Chinese food. And the <laughs> Love that. that. Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's pretty gross. Yeah. <laughs> Disgusting. Disgusting. Okay. Had to share. <laughs> um, Rod, for people that want to become content creators, especially content creators on TikTok, uh, what advice would you give them? I would say don't let the algorithm get you down. Um, try different things. But once you do find something that works, um, keep going with that. You know, like you see Elise Myers, you know, who I know is a, a friend to Bachelor Nation. She posts a lot of similar relatable content as well. And mm-hmm. um, just keep being yourself and have a personality, you know, because that's, I would say don't focus on the numbers. A lot of people are like, oh my gosh, well, this person has like 5 million followers, but no one knows their name. They just right. see the food they cook or they see, you know, whatever, where I have vir- virtually in the TikTok world, I don't have as many followers. I have like 1.3 million but I've created more That's of a personality. A lot. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot. But I'm saying like, there's now people's just yeah, quickly surpassing for doing a lot less, which is fine. But I've yeah. created, you know, this personality for myself, um, which has caused brands to want to work with me because I have an actual voice. Um, but yeah. also it just creates a relatability that I think is the most important part of being a content creator. So mm-hmm. on TikTok, you're pro niche. Because I've, I've seen so many different things that are like, find a niche mm-hmm. and stick to it. Or you can just be whoever you want to be. Like pro niche, anti niche. Like what is your thing? Like what's yeah. that going to work? Yeah. So I think when I started focusing on my niche and now I just like kind of focus on whatever I want to make, which is fine. Because again, I realize a number doesn't mean anything. Um, I stopped growing. So if you want to grow, niche is the way to go. Um, okay. But you can find different ways and the algorithm listen the algorithm's always changing where right now i feel like the algorithm is like you have to make the same video over and over and over again in order yeah. to grow in order to catch your life because the algorithm works on your newest audience it like mm-hmm. captures it captures what your newest audience wants and then it'll push it to your old audience um mm-hmm. so but then there's times that the algorithm pushes like eight of my videos out that have nothing to do with each other. So it really, it really is just a fresh idea. I think TikTok's always trying new things, but yeah, I think creating a community like Natasha said is, is really important in order to be a successful content creator and not a huge content creator, but successful. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Two, I like that. two more of these really quick. Uh, and how then we got to play a game. Yes. Oh, yeah. And how much time do you spend uh, creating and do you have a team? Yeah, of course. I used to spend hours creating, but then once I realized that the the algorithm doesn't care how long it takes you to make a video, mm-hmm. you know, and my mental health was because I was like looking at a video, I would sometimes take an hour to make, mm-hmm. and then it would be abysmally low. I mm-hmm. stopped and like this is too much for me. I even took a break for like a month. And then I just started making content that I'm like, you know what, this would be a funny video, or this is something that I just thought of that maybe other people relate to. And that's when I started, you know, 
feeling a lot better about myself. So I would say right now about an hour a day. An hour a day. And, nice. Yeah. And then I'm, you know, I'm again, working with like different charities and stuff. So that's where I'm finding most of my day. And then my part-time corporate job takes up some of the week too. Right. So you're I think more... that's the beautiful thing about TikTok is like, you yeah. can make a quick video if it's relatable, like it gets pushed. It doesn't matter about the aesthetic, yeah. like just make yeah. it fun, make it quick. Exactly. So yeah. you're more off the, more off the cuff, more improv, more go off of how you're feeling and shoot it out. Yep. Usually, um, unless it's like my, I know that like, I think I'm going to create a millennial recap once I have like five things to talk about. Mm -hmm. But other than that, it's my, most of my videos are seven to 10 seconds long. So yeah, it's just a quick one. Gotcha. Cool. Okay. Well, we're going to ask you a series of questions. It's rapid fire. And you're just going to tell us if it's millennial or Gen Z Great. more so, which Great. first one comes to mind. Okay. Okay. TikTok. Gen Z. Podcast. Millennial. Doc Martens. Gen Z. Tesla. Millennial. Celery juice. Millennial. <laughs> Yoga. Millennial. Body glitter. Gen Z. <laughs> Facebook. Boomer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Twitter. Uh, millennial. Bucket hats. Gen Z. But also millennial. Um, Wait, are you saying uh, and also oh, okay. boomer? And, all and also boomer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that has been around yeah. for, for forever. It's a trend that's coming back now, but it was definitely for '90s kids. Yeah. yeah. I'm about to say I got one right here too. Yeah. Um, avocado toast. <laughs> millennial. <laughs> Venmo. Millennial, I'd say. The Bachelor. Oh, millennial. Strong millennial. I would Strong say millennials. Millennial. Have, have like, <laughs> yes. That yeah. was amazing. Um yeah. oh, and and listen, you're great. You're so great. Like I could see you doing that, what we just did. <laughs> Look, uh -huh. thanks to our producer. I could see you doing that, like about everything, you know, like yeah. da -da 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 -da, you know. Well, that's a good idea that. for video. Mm -hmm. You should do yeah, it. Look, send some of the charity. Oh, I could do that. No, this that's, is your thing. No, your come thing. on. That's one to jump back to a previous question really quickly. I think my advice would be like, I always get people in my DMs like, hey, you should make a video about this. I'm like, no, you should. Like, <laughs> that's the beauty of an algorithm is that if it's if it's shit or sorry, crappy or what, I don't know if you guys You could swear. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. can swear. Yeah. Go ahead. Drop <laughs> it, honey. If it's shit, then you, no one's going to see it because the algorithm's not going to like it. So if mm -hmm. anything, it's not like you put a, a video out there for millions of people to see. Right. So I would say just just give it a shot. All right, Rod. Thanks. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate you. Um, I will be in Chicago this weekend, so hit me up cool. if you're out. Yeah. Um, Going to a Bulls I'll game. be in L.A. if you'll be in L.A. Well, so. I won't be in Tasha because I'll be in Chicago. But okay. when I'm in L.A., I'll hit you up. Yeah, let me know. I'll be there for another yeah. two weeks. <laughs> oh, great. Perfect. All right. That was uh, Rod. Watch all his TikToks. He's from Chicago, so I've met him a few times. Uh, I'm so excited to hear his new podcast. Really happy for him. It yeah. was, I, I'll tell you what was, I, I really like hearing about like the algorithm of TikTok and, 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 you know, how to get bigger and whatnot. So I find it very insightful. Deandra, we do have to say, honestly, you were, um, you're fantastic. You were really, really good today. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, thank you for joining this. us on Clickbait. No, yeah. of course. Thank My you guys. Heart. Thank you. Thank you listeners. And thank you, Rod. Um, we are always casting for the upcoming seasons of The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, though. So head to bachelornation.com slash apply to nominate yourself or someone else. 
Yes, and as always, make sure to subscribe and submit all your questions to us. We want to know what clickbait you're getting into this week. Make sure to follow us at ClickbaitBN on Instagram. All our links to all our social media accounts are right there. Love hearing from you guys. Clickbait is available on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever you guys listen. You can listen ad-free by downloading the Wondery app or subscribing to Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. We'll see you guys next week. Bye.